Now that song has been around for, get ready for it, 65 years. <laughs> Originally by The Champs, came out in 1958. Completely forgotten to the modern world. Until it was repopularized and frankly immortalized in the legendary film Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He got into a little bit of a tussle at a biker bar. Excuse me, I'm on the phone. Uh, and it wasn't. It didn't look good for him. But Pee Wee had a way, you know. Um, Pee Wee is one of the most beloved characters of my youth, my young adulthood, well into adulthood. And Paul Rubens played so many incredible characters. But the giant platform shoes and the, the, the legendary dance to this particular track. Mm. The hands in front, the hands in back, the hands in front. There's a brand new dance that everybody's learning. Yeah. It is called the Pee Wee Herman. Remember that rap song? I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Really? There's actually a rap song called the Pee Wee Herman. Oh, well, yeah. I'm sorry that I it was not a... That one never really crossed <laughs> oh, my radar. Oh, you got to hear it later. All right. Maybe we will. Maybe <laughs> we will. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 332 here in the Smart Start MN Studios in South Minneapolis. A lovely summer day outside. The first day of August, and so much has happened. Yesterday was about the middle of the day. I just started working at the record store and someone's like hey did you hear the Wee herman died i'm like like paul rubens actually died and he did at the age of 70 apparently he's been having a very quiet and private battle with cancer for the last six years uh-huh. and yesterday at the age of 70 man paul rubens the end yeah there was nobody like him i mean that's a beautiful thing about him i mean he was just absolutely that guy kind of like tiny tim in a way to me but yeah i loved peewee's big adventure so much and peewee's playhouse on yeah. the weekends yep. i mean i was sort of but it was good for young adults who like to do wake and bake because <laughs> it was weird as fuck man and so many cool people kind of came through that place during the course of it and then you watch all the celebrity like uh, sort of tributes the outpouring Everybody fucking loves Pee Wee, right? Now, I've heard some other people online who had to work with for him, you know, they were either producers or handlers or whatever, said he could be a bit brusque. But everybody who worked with him had nothing but nice things to say, and there was nobody like him. I remember when he was back in Cheech and Chong movies before <laughs> before he even <laughs> hit with Pee Wee Herman, and he's like, sorry, I took the money. He was, <laughs> he was the hamburger man. Anyway, That's right. He, there, there was, I mean, nice dreams. Oh, he yeah. figures prominently into that yep. one. Um he was singular, man. And like, as we've talked about on the show many times before, one of the greatest compliments you can pay someone is, I don't know anybody else like you, man. There's literally no, and that's, and, and you succeeded. Lucky son of a bitch. Rest in power, Mr. Paul Rubens. It is the Brian Oak Show, and it's powered by Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. The ignition interlock gets you back in your car after you've lost the ability to be in your car due to driving under the influence, which we'll get into more in just a little bit. Because the times, they are a-changing. But for right now, drinking and driving, it's a terrible idea. People still do it all the time, and you need to get back to some semblance of a normal life. Smart Start MN can help you get there quicker and more affordably than you otherwise might expect. Even smoking weed and driving is a bad idea, because you can also get a DUI through that. And I talked to Mike Friedberg, one of the owners of Smart Start MN, and he said, actually, in the state of Minnesota, if you get a DUI of any kind... They will allow you to use the smart start device, which is interesting. He said they just feel like enough people drink and smoke. Yeah. And so they've allowed it in this state. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. So coming up, we're going to talk to... I. It's hard to imagine that we're on episode 332 and this particular gentleman has never joined us here before because he and I have been friends for a long time. He's a very funny comedian. He's got brilliant stories and he's got a brand new production coming up called 1992 Mistakes Were Made, which I, knowing him, I'm already laughing (laughs) thinking about the stories because I too went to a school that was like a John Hughes school from one of his fucking movies and I know what it's like. We probably don't have the exact same story, but I'll bet our Venn diagrams cover a lot of of each other. Jason Schomer is going to be our guest coming up momentarily. But first, I did want to reference that today is August 1st, 2023. We are recording this on a Tuesday. You may be listening to it. Who knows, future archaeologists, thousands of years from now. Or maybe one EMP will wipe the entire grid clean sometime next week. Nobody knows. But today 
marks the first day that that sweet fucking reefer is legal in Minnesota, <laughs> baby. Get those buds. Get those. Now, they're not on sale yet, but I promise you by this time in three months, four months, certainly before the end of the year, there are going to be more dispensaries than liquor stores uh, in South Minneapolis. It would not surprise me at all. I remember when it went legal in Oregon. Now, they were ready. They were poised for it because they've been selling weed out there like, you know, like it's going out of style long before it was legal. We went there without realizing a week after it was made re- uh, recreationally legal, and I, I someone told me there's a place called WeedTourism.com, so I brought it up, and it pops up little gold uh, or little green circles with leaves in them everywhere there's a dispensary in the city of Portland, Oregon. A week, a week after they went legal, there were no less than 400 legal oh dispensaries. Oh, my god! Now, again, it's going to move a little slower here. You can't yeah. just go out and buy it right now, but if you're sitting with that sweet stash somewhere in the glove compartment, just keep it in there. Keep that glove compartment locked because that's no longer illegal. And you're not supposed to drive around with open containers just like booze. You're not supposed to be ganked to the gills on your California sobriety. But it is, you know, I, I talked to someone this morning who said, I'm worried about trying it because they had never, they've not tried it in their whole life oh, and wow. they're probably 40, 45. I just, cause I don't know what it's going to do to me, you know? And that, I think that's a big power of the myth, right? I'm like, have you had booze before? Yes. Have you ever had too much booze before? Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. I promise you the, the worst thing that's going to happen to you if you smoke too much weed, you're going to get sleepy. You're going to murder a box of Cheez-Its. You're going to sit there and giggle to yourself. You're going to think about things too much for about 30 seconds, and then you are going to sleep like a fucking baby. That's the worst thing that can happen to you on weed. Yeah, you might get paranoid. There's people that that happens to, or if you're on some other drugs, just please be careful if you smoke weed. I don't mean to be a buzzkill. No, but, no, no, no. But if you're, <laughs> but yeah, but if you are on like Effexor and things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, or yeah, you're no, obviously under 25 and you have depression and anxiety, I only bring this up because I know two people whose kids are in the hospital right now Ouch! Uh, because of pot mixed with other stuff. Yeah. Now, just pot alone, they'd probably be fine, but the docs give you stuff like Effexor, you yeah, probably yeah. don't want to be smoking a bunch of weed with I, it. So. Then that, well, and again, yeah. if you're young, you shouldn't be anyways. you got to be 21 or older, and you got to be sure. careful about what you put in your body at all times. <laughs> Here's the deal. When I... Uh, was younger in my young 20s i was a champ man i could smoke all the weed and yep. drink all the booze but not at the same time i had friends who could mix them no yeah, problem i was not good i could do either. one i could do other yep. if i put them together i always missed the crossfade and always yep. fucked it up i never got paranoid did you ever get paranoid no but i had friends who got so paranoid they quit doing it yeah my wife they got like yeah. panicked and thought they were having yep. a heart attack yep. that kind of thing yep. yeah no so again like everything like don't go by 80 milligrams of gummies and eat them all at once, right? Like, slow play it, man. Like, you know, like when you're a teenager and you drink like an idiot, that's to be expected. As an adult, you're like, I'll have one or two of these, see how I feel. Yeah. And then we'll move forward from there. Same deal with weed. Just be cool. You don't need to buy a four-foot bong, although <laughs> I did... I did once own one. It was a two-person operation because you can't reach all the way down there to take care of it yourself. Anyway, we're not going to glorify drugs anymore. We're going to talk to Jason <laughs> Schomer coming up next right after we glorify drugs a little bit more with a classic from Black Sabbath.
All I can think about is our next guest sitting down in the wood-paneled basement with that sad, nasty brown <laughs> shag carpeting next to a couch that probably doesn't smell very good because he spilled bong water on it too many times, just hitting that bong and putting on Masters of Reality and just, like, freaking out to Sabbath. Jason, would you say that's an accurate description of your teenage years? I don't think you could be any further off base. <laughs> like, I the opposite. I, as you're describing that, I'm like, who's this horrific person he's talking about? Your shag is totally clean. Oh, oh like, no, exactly. but you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, one of those no. ultra dingy oh, 70s yeah. basements yep. where like... Just a you, little bit of a mold, musty you smell. Had a, you had a friend who had like a six-year-old teenage brother who was like 18, oh, yeah. still living at home, yep. 19, but he was down there like with the little flicker bulbs and the black light posters listening to music. You've done, he's like, oh man, you guys want to come down and listen to Zappa? I'm like, absolutely not. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to listen to Berlin. <laughs> My teenage years was, that was I, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like yeah. that's like I mean I was all wrapped up in that pop culture war. So there wasn't a lot of there wasn't like there weren't a lot of bong rips with Tiffany. I here's the thing, <laughs> Brian. I've never done marijuana in ever. my life. Not ever. Once. I've never even smoked a cigarette. You do gooder. I make a joke. I make a joke that I'm the one kid in America that listened to Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Just say no. Yeah. My whole life. Everyone around me's done it. No judgments. Yeah. But they're like, do you want it? I'm like, no. Do you still have the tattoo of her on your left arm? Unbelievable. Uh, why would you bring that up? Uh, Number one, that's well, private. Uh, I just thought people would like to see it on our, the photo. Our, our guest today is an old <laughs> friend of mine, Anna, stand-up comedian and storyteller, Jason Schomer. Now, he spent two years as an opening act for comedy legend Louis Anderson in Las Vegas and toured with Louis regularly, confidant, opener, good friends with. And how do I know this? Because one time I actually traveled to Las Vegas to see you and Louis perform. They happened to perform in the same theater that the Thunder from Down Under would be performing in later on that night. I did not stick around for the second act. I was happy just to see a little lively comedy while I was down there. Um, you have been a regular performer at The Moth, numerous story slams, and you've been heard on The Moth Radio Hour and Podcast. Well, Lottie frickin' da. You mm-hmm. also worked sure. in New York City for the Rosie O'Donnell Show. You worked behind the scenes in Hollywood as a stand-in for Louis Anderson on... Ba- sta- what?! Like a placeholder, like a marker, yeah. like a really. Like I would do Louis's part while they like set up the camera angles. So did you, I mean like, so was it incumbent upon you to actually know the lines or did you just have to like, were you doing blocking? I didn't have to know the lines necessarily, but like, you know, there's like a scene where he goes in, well, Christine Basket goes into car, uh, Costco and has to flash the card and then continue right. walking. So I would have to do that, like, right. you know, like walk through know wear something similar colored yeah all that jazz just so they can get everything but dialed because in. i knew louis so well uh-huh. i could mimic his mannerisms oh, yeah. <laughs> and so like i just remember the director being like it's like having two louis <laughs> like i mean it was just like it was amazing well i mean it's amazing having you here right now and then you went viral recently hitting over 5.3 million views in a video that you were part of don't even start there right now okay let's pretend a two things one my apologies man i can't believe that we're 332 episodes into this and you've never been on here before i would have bet money i would have bet things that are really valuable to me that you've been on this podcast before this is the first time we've sat down and done this face to face very first time that's not possible. I don't believe. It. I still think everyone's lying to me. Well, do you it's not have record of your shows? I can't. Do you have a spreadsheet? It is recorded that you on the internet somewhere. Like a little. I, I wish I could be bothered. Search by name. Do you yeah. re- look at us. Do you think we have spreadsheets? Do we? No. Look, I mean, I, I was saying it. I was just like, "This is dumb, Jason. Know your audience. There's no spreadsheets here. Read the room, baby. We're in the Smart Start MN studio." Let's pretend then for a second that there might be one or two people listening who are not familiar with the comedic stylings or, frankly, even the name, Jason Schomer. Where are you from? I was uh, raised in Little Falls, Minnesota. Oh. Small My family's from Long Prairie. Yeah, Long Prairie. Yeah. God. What are they? We vacationed there a few times. (laughs) Nice. That was a step up, wasn't it? It's so nice there. 20 miles down the road. Bring your sunblock. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and um, at what point, and so the show that we're going to be talking about here, not in this segment, but in the next segment, the show we're going to be talking about is sort of a reflection on what it was like for you growing up, what it was like in high school, and what it was like to go back 20 years later and do your stand-up for your class. How big a high school did you go to? 
Uh, my cla- my graduating class was 260. Okay, that's pretty good size. Well, Little it's Falls a is a little bit bigger than yeah. your average small town. Okay, because I, I was going to say, like, if it's 20 people... And eight of them show up. That would be a pretty. That would, be that would just pretty, be a regular show. Yeah. That, that's a regular Jason Schomer show. That's a regular. That's a regular big night. Were, were you? Were you funny guy? Who were you in high school? I was the geek. I was not the class clown. Believe it or not. Right. I was. Um, you know, I was one of the theater kids. I, I was not popular. I I had a biting sense of humor that was really sarcastic <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and really yeah. cutting well if you're not with um, the right people a little of that goes a long way but i was never once to like disrupt class because i was i never really wanted to bring attention upon myself and i never wanted to do anything wrong right but i was the one sitting in the back with the running commentary like through everything. under your breath nice. or oh, yeah I mean, like with like, me so and the not, person who not loud enough. Okay, for someone who's sitting next to you, yeah. absolutely. And they'd get into trouble for well, laughing, right? Yeah, they'd start laughing, and then it'd be like, "Well, what's going on back there?" And I'd be like, "Nothing." And I'm like, "Stop it, Nicole!" Like, you know, like, <laughs> ah, Nicole. like you need to hold it together, Nicole, or Damn not it. sit by me anymore. No names have been changed to protect the innocent, Nicole. You almost got Jason in trouble, and obviously, as we've already come to understand, the goody two shoes did not want to get his ass in trouble. No, I was one of those people where they're like, you know, like at graduation, where they're like, if you do anything, like. Oh, put, like, yeah. Hi, mom, on your cap. Or, or move in the like audience. That. They're like, you will not get your diploma. Like, I believe them. Wow. You know, so I didn't do anything. <laughs> but now looking back, I, I would have done everything different. Would you really? Well, in the sense, because I know that I, they, they're not going to no. give you your diploma. Yeah. They don't want to kill you. Right. Exactly. You know, it's all but just empty just, threats. Just, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to turn you into something they want to see the world look like and the future look like instead of you getting to decide what you want the future to look like. Exactly. Screw those squares, Jason. I'm done. I wish I, <laughs> I'm going back to high school now. I'm going to do it all over. Hello, fellow kids. My name is Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. And Jason Schomer is our guest today. Before we get into your next song i are your first song actually i love the music you pick because i know your musical taste i've seen you out at record store day the last i don't know eight of them um and uh i i this is one of the reasons i insist that artists are that everybody who's a guest on the show picks their own music because i like it when it doesn't sound like the same show next to next right everyone loves different music and we can all find joy in the fact that other music heads are out there before we do that I would like to mention Moxie Wealth Management real quick. Yes. Should we do that? Let's mention them. Moxie Wealth Management. I just said I wanted to mention them. Okay. No, what they do, <laughs> Joe and his entire team over at Moxie Wealth, take a comprehensive approach to what you've got. Maybe you think like, well, I don't have like wealth wealth. Well, you don't really need wealth wealth, but if you'd ever like to try to accrue some or be in a better spot than you are right now, it wouldn't hurt to talk to someone and at least have them take a look at where you're at in terms of taxes, property, assets, retirement, whatever the case may be. Have people who know what they're doing and specialize in their individual areas take a look and let you know Either you're screwed, but they, they're too nice of people. I've met them a few times. They'll never tell you that. But they will say, this could use some work. Or they'll be like, this looks really good. Or they'll give you a better, more balanced approach to what your future is probably going to look like. Yeah, it's really important to set the meeting with them and just get it figured out. Because it, even if it means you can't retire for a few more years, sit down with them. They promise not to laugh at you. They'll wait till after you leave. They'll, they'll laugh with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's hardly anything here. <laughs> <laughs> you are host. Oh. You better pray every night for Social Security. I talked to someone the other day as we were looking at my financial future, and they're like, well, you don't really have enough. So I, I have work to do, just so you know. I feel like I'm always going to work just because that's yeah. just the way it's going to be. But go to moxiewealthmanagement.com, set an appointment with Joe Burgess and the team, and they'll let you know if you have a chance to retire someday. I already know the answer to that question, but I'll probably still check in with them at some point anyway. Jason, you and I share a love of certain pop music. Now, your mm-hmm. love goes significantly further and deeper and burns brighter than my own does. That's not to say I don't love a bunch of it. I almost played Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue today because it's one yes, of my all-time favorites. Kylie, mm-hmm. I love Kylie. But I also love Madonna. Now, here's the deal. Madonna, to me, is almost like you 2 in the sense that she's gone through periods where I didn't give a rip about what she was up to, and then all of a sudden she'd come back with an album like music, and I would be 100% back in. You know, there's been those ups and downs. But that debut release, man, I 
it's still by far, and I'm not one of those guys who's like, I like the early stuff. And if you do, you don't say that about Madonna. I was there in 1983 and 84 when that was literally the main thing on the radio. I have always loved Madonna. When did you first hear Madonna, and when did you fall in love with Madonna? Uh, it would have been uh, Lucky Star. Yeah? Yep, I was a kid. A, a fine selection. We had uh, MTV. For the first time. Oh, yeah. Because we had moved from the Twin Cities up to Little Falls. Yeah. Uh, in part, you know, we had MTV for the first time. And I just remember watching all the videos. You know what I mean? Culture Club, Duran Duran, like all that oh, yeah. sort of stuff. Yep. And then Madonna came on and she was, you know, doing that those little dance moves with the arm up and the little hops. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. and, I was, and I was in full throttle from the beginning. And do you remember they used to do the Battle of the Music videos where you'd it would be like two videos facing off, yeah. like oh, Madonna yeah. versus Cindy Lauper, yeah. and you'd have to call, and it was like a oh. one like eight 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 number. How much did you spend? My mom threatened to take the one off the phone, so we couldn't call long distance <laughs> anymore because I called nonstop. And I mean, just, again, this is pre this is pre cell phone days, oh. and so I mean, each one of these was a long distance call that was three ninety nine a minute, right? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd call it. I'd be like Madonna, Lucky Star, click dial again. Madonna, lucky star. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like this, this is this we is, had to win, and we did most nights. This sounds to me like what people like. I'm, so I've never done heroin, but what I've been told is, or like meth. But once you do it, it's all your brain wants for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. you sound like someone who went all the way to the bullseye on day one, and it just kept getting worse until suddenly you asked yourself, "What am I doing?" And you're like, "I'm in love with the greatest performer of all time." Here's the thing. She wore a crop top. Yeah. You know, over the, like, well, her backup dancer, Christopher, did. It was a crop top over, like, a white T-shirt. Huh? I made my own crop top out of a garbage bag. <laughs> nice. Now, this wasn't worn to school. That's high school. Oh, no, wow. no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I was in fourth grade. <laughs> but still, <laughs> I was yeah. young. But, yeah. yeah, no, just at home. Because, like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I went in. Like, I was doing cosplay before, like, cosplay probably really existed. <laughs> did, did you ever see Zoolander? Like uh, the uh, Mugatu or Bugatu or whatever his name is comes up with that line called derelict, where it is all trash bags and things like that. You were the precursor. I was. You saw this before it became real. You're, well, you're a visionary, obviously. Many people have said that I've been ahead of my time. Yeah? Many people. How many? Well, like me. Yeah. And maybe like two others, right? Yeah, I think you're. Well, that then that when I've written my own bio or you know, yeah, oh, article it says right here on the bio, and just ahead of his time. time. Tell me about this song. Why this Madonna song as opposed to any other Madonna song? Like a prayer. This was the game changer for me as a fan. This is when it went from like kind of you know regular like radio bops, you know, sort of fun yeah. sort of things to something that had a little bit more depth and a little bit more meaning and uh, impact. And from the minute I heard it in the Pepsi commercial before the video premiered. Uh, I was sold, and I was obsessed with it, and it's my favorite song. I've already got instructions that it's to be played at my funeral. Uh, The whole nine yards, like I am in.
I remember once the video popped on MTV for that particular track, the controversy because, mm-hmm. well, Jesus depicted as a brown-skinned man. I mean, right? but, yeah. but then also she laying there provocatively in her negligee or slip or whatever. Uh, and more than just the slightest hint of a little... Mm, how you say uh canoodling with uh the savior and our lord jesus christ yeah it was it was shocking yeah like it, it was shocking but know? i mean the the nature of the song i mean you you cannot mm-hmm. deny what a powerhouse hit that is right there did you hear uh knowing that you're a fan of that particular genre did you hear that lady gaga was in town two nights ago at, at, at barler cot on loring park yeah i heard about that yeah. like just completely random yeah well, and, and I, guess, I mean someone told me her partner is from here or around these parts i uh, i honestly don't don't pretend to know anything about personal lives of superstars but it's also i mean i i think it's kind of cool like if i had been in the vicinity i might have seen if they had an open table at lercotte to catch a little glimpse of lady gaga yeah i mean i it's always weird when they're here because you always think, well, why? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. If you're in New York, yeah, yeah, you know, you can pretty much go to any restaurant and there's going to be someone famous right. somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, kudos to them for keeping it under wraps until after. Yeah. And they said I mean, she was kind of left a... alone. Like people didn't go over and ask for autographs. And Well, and Lercotte's kind of that kind of place, yes. right? I mean, like yeah. everyone's pretty cool there and everyone's got at least a little bit of money because they're not just, they're not running a soup kitchen there, right? Well, yeah, but I, if I had I been there, well, let yeah. me tell you this: I probably would have come up with a million and one excuses for me needing to be next to her for something else. I like, understand. Oh, excuse me. Oh, are you Lady Gaga? I'm you know what sorry. I, mean? <laughs> I actually had probably be like, oh, excuse me. Oh, Stephanie, how are you? You know what I mean? Do of it on course the you would. I'll yep. do it on the down low. Would before we continue with Jason Schumer because he's got a big <laughs> well, show coming up you here. Know, us and showbiz. Oh, <laughs> showbiz types. They're all alike, man. Speaking of showbiz types, my friend Sean Bernard, in addition to his many glamorous roles associated with the fine Brian Oak show here in the Smart Start MN studio. He's also a realtor for Remax Results. And is it still cuckoo out there? Or once we get to this point in the summer, do people, have they already made their plans or are they still making plans? It's slowing down a little bit. We still don't have enough uh, homes for people to go see. So I've got some clients that have been looking for a long time and they just can't find the right home. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still busy, but I'm a different kind of busy than I was this spring, which was a very late spring. Things didn't really start popping until about May. But if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band. And I'd even donate to a local comedian. if. Well, let's not go too far. That's a good okay, point. They're already independently wealthy. I, they're making so much money. It's all limousine and cocaine yep. and hot backstage honeys. Am I right, Jason? Absolutely. Yeah. Lucky, that's, man. You you made the right choice. Me, I got into radio where I was promised there was going to be cocaine and interns who could not get enough of you. That never happened. No. Hmm. I was there. I saw it. No, I know you got to watch. <laughs> I wasn't. Th- I wasn't there with you in this year, but I was there in that year. Nineteen ninety-two. Mistakes were made, created and performed by today's guest, Jason Schomer. You've got five performances of this creation of yours: the true story of a class geek returning to perform at his twentieth high school reunion. It says here: bullies confronted, memories questioned, old wounds revisited, friendships discovered. What could go wrong? Stay cool, don't ever change. Did you write those last two sentences, stay cool and don't ever change, because that's what literally every single person wrote in your yearbook? Yeah, I, I, I opened up the yearbook to draw some inspiration yeah. Stay from cool, man, don't change. Although my favorite inscription was, if I was a dog and you were a flower, I would lift my leg and give you a shower. Have a good summer. Burn. <laughs> was that a friend? Yeah, not really. No, I guess yeah, not. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, but I know. They, they thought they were being funny, or yeah, they say you, know, you were worthy like, of being pissed on. What were they saying? I mean, it's really. I mean, it's probably the most words Vern had ever written at that point. <laughs> oh, Vern. Uh, Vern. Do you think? And where was this at? What city? Little Falls. Do you think Vern's still in Little Falls? You know, Vern. After. Don't tell me Vern's like the vice president of no, development at 3M. I don't think I've ever seen Vern Again. after graduation. He's he got beat up somewhere. because of his was, yearbook inscription. Was Vern not? <laughs> yeah, was, exactly. Vern, was Vern not at the performance when you came back for the twentieth? No, really? now that I think about, it, there was a couple of kids that weren't there. Yeah, like one was my theater nemesis, uh-huh. Chris. I <gasps> wish he had been there. He was not there. His Chris has never <laughs> come back <laughs> to a reunion. He moved to Chicago to my be a big actor. Nemesis. And how'd that work out for him? He's now a youth pastor. 
Okay. Which, well, you know, more or less, it's, yeah. it's fine. But, I mean, he just was not a nice person. So it's yeah. interesting to me that, you know, he's guiding children to God now. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but he never came back to a single reunion, but his mom did. Weird. Wait, yeah, that's whoa, weird. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your mom, mom goes to your reunion? His mom came to our reunion and she brought so many photo albums of Chris over the years for us to page through and, and get caught up on Chris's. His ego is so massive that even though he couldn't be there to regale everyone with his stories of conquest, he let his mother bring a photo pictorial mm-hmm. dialogue to say, here's what Chris has been up to. I just want to make sure everyone True here knows. Story. Wow. So he's like, like, I, not, and I'm not trying to put everybody into one big bucket, right? But yeah. like, you know, like you think of the high school quarterback, right? Like tough guy, cool guy, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Oftentimes a dick. You're telling me he was the, the theater equivalent of that? To me, yes, he was. Okay. Like he was the one, he was always cast in all kind of the lead roles. Mm, yeah. sort of thing. Uh, King he, Arthur type. Ma- oh, what is it? Main character energy. Oh, main <laughs> character energy. Big time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he just was never, like, we just never got along. He did. I could. Here's the thing. I could go out onto that stage yeah. in any role that I was in and get a laugh within 20 seconds. Yes. Just some way that I would walk, some way I would deliver a line. Like, I mean, when we did the summer production of Little Abner, I had one line oh. and it was, look, something fell out of the statue. Right. I was just Little Abner, yeah. kind of like, like backwoods, yeah, hillbilly yeah. sort of thing. Uh-huh. So I just did it as. Look, something fell out of the statue, <laughs> and people loved it. Yeah, you know what nice. I mean? But like Chris was like, you know, like it was. I think it was the jealousy on his. Was part. he little Abner? He was not little Abner. Because that's not a great role. No, that. it's it's a, well, it's yeah, a terrible we, musical. It's number awful. One. Yeah, we like, did that in high school, and I was Earthquake McGill. Oh yeah, Earthquake and it was McGill. very emasculating when we they made me put like. Stuffing in for muscles and everything. Yeah, yes, that was not uh, right. That yeah. was very. You guys totally should have done Starlight Express. Um, oh, um, tell me. But about- I was always banned from the cast. He'd throw the cast parties at his house and make sure that I was not invited. Oh, that's so shitty in a small town. What too. a dickhead. Yeah. So what's his name? Chris. Fuck that guy. Fuck Chris. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. I'm not, not going to say it, but I want to because I'm a good person. <laughs> Don't say his last I'm name. Not, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, Nan- I mean, everyone knows. Nancy Reagan is. isn't here. This, <laughs> this is, the Smart Start MN studios are a safe space. There's nothing you're not allowed to say unless we start getting into I weird hate speech. Feel like, it, like this podcast is going to stir up a lot more shit with my classmates. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah, like it's a, well, let's so, go there. There'll be another fringe show uh, down the road from this called, you know, like 2023. Jason did Brian Oak's podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. were made. Yeah, no, never I, invited back to a high school reunion. Never. <laughs> so, so this is a, a, a retelling in a humorous way of the actual event that you did, where you went back to your 20th anniversary high school reunion and performed, and all these different things erupted. I'm sure old emotions. I'm sure yeah. new things. People change a lot in 20 years. I went to my 10 year anniversary, and people hadn't changed enough. No, you know, we were right. all 28. It was kind of dull. Yeah. And then I didn't go to my 20th because I found out everyone I wanted to, to see there wasn't going to be there, and I didn't want to feel. Oh. I didn't feel like oh, talking sure. to a bunch of people like hey man heard you on k-fan i just no thanks I'm, I'm i'm good thanks um so you're doing five performances of this do you obviously you still have friends from your graduating class yeah. do you reach out to them to let them know you're doing this or are you worried they might come and see their themselves in uh well i actually made art? a facebook post uh, a while ago about this show that i was doing and i just said do i change the names or do i just leave it like what should i do and it was funny how many people like chimed in and voted. They're like, leave it. They know what they did. Yeah. Like, it's just really nice. funny to me. Um, but there's no last names in it. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, I was not popular in school. Mm. You know, I, I just wasn't. But, you know, I had my group of friends and, you know, we, and we had a good time. Yeah. And then, you know, I go off to college and I work on these TV shows and I do all these things. And, and now I'm, you know, a full-time comedian living, you know, working purely entertainment in Vegas, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I get invited to come back and perform at my reunion. And uh, during the performance, like I started and it just really wasn't working. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was strange being on the stage and looking out and seeing all of my former classmates, yeah. like almost in the same exact groups as they yeah. were oh, back in the school That's a lunches. tough audience. Well, right. I mean, yeah. it just wasn't really well thought out. Set up right. Yeah. It's... Um, and all of a sudden, one of my classmates stood up and was yelling something. And I didn't really understand what he was yelling. I couldn't quite hear. There was a lot going on. Uh, so I made a comment and I brought something up that I, sh- you know, had happened at a previous reunion, which we won't get into, but I brought it up and I threw it out there. Yeah. 
and just the, as a way to shut him up or yeah just yeah, kind right. of like just like you know you want to do this let's do this yeah. boom i'm gonna lob a bomb and then you're done you don't type thing huh? and silence swept through the falls ballroom and it was i mean you could hear a pin drop yeah and then half the people gasped half the people doubled over in hysterical laughter. Right. And I was like, oh, well, that's what they want. They want me to roast the sacred cows yes. in the class. So I did. I just started on one side of the room and I went and I went like, bing, boom, boom, you, done. You, done. And I didn't go after any of the kids that were picked on. Right. I just went after all the ones that had picked on people yep. and, and made lives more difficult. You for were there others. to balance the scale. Suddenly you were the avenging comic that night. I, yeah. And it was intense, and um, I got off the stage, and I went back to my friend Nicole, because uh, we always joke around that we were Romeo and Michelle, and <laughs> she just looked at me, and there was like this look of like horror, but also pride, and I just remember her going, should I get the car? <laughs> do we need do we need to get out of here do we need to go and i was like no we're staying oh and, yeah and it was this kind of like weird kind of like defiant protest <laughs> in a weird sort of way well i think a and lot of so oh it gets better oh so the follow from it came and then uh half the class demanded that i apologize to the class as a whole for what i have said and did done. they make that demand that night or later on an email no form, it went or... through the class president i see and then the other half of the class wanted me to perform at the next reunion. Exactly. <laughs> Which, moving forward, there's been no more comedy performances really? at reunions. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So the show's all about that. It's about high school and then the reunion and then what I did and then confronting um, another class bully at the after-after party. Um, it, we had this exchange and it was really brutal from my point to him you yeah because I mean? he was like oh i can't believe you remember my name and i'm like how could i not remember your name you vile piece of monstrous like, barbaric you, bullshit yeah, you were the most horrific person yeah that i've ever known and i told him yeah i was like you're a garbage person then you're still a garbage person now wow you can go to hell wow you know what i mean like i mean it was like this like thing yeah. that happened that was pretty big and explosive and so it was all about that and then it's the aftermath of all of it of like like being angry and like how dare they demand that i apologize yeah, like, fuck off where were all you people of all the yeah. years that i that you guys were the ones attacking yep. me like yeah. you've got to be kidding me um and so then it just kind of opened up this can of worms that i kind of explore of like well wait am i a bully or am i a good person that did something shitty do you know what i mean and because the, like and then kind of like un peeling that back and being like well how many bad things do you have to do to be a bully like right, where, where does it right. change to that and then like how much of a bully do you have to be to become a villain you know because obviously Corey is a villain in my story I you think, know what I mean I think bullies so, punch first I think it, so what you're doing is punching back and I think that that's reasonable bullies punch first and bullies go out of their way to prey on the weak because the weak are not looking to fuck around with the strong, right? I yeah. mean, like, you just want to get by. You want to do your thing. Maybe sometimes you seek approval, but bullies punch first, all yeah. right? And so I don't they think... they punch down a lot of times. A lot of times. Well, that, that's that's what it... I, to me, that's the actual definition of a bully. Punching down, taking advantage of people that you know you can get away with. Like, if it was a fair fight, most of those bullies would stay right in their fucking seat because they don't mm. want to get punched back. So, no, I don't think punching yeah. back is mean at all. If someone was a dick to you your entire high school career... Fuck that oh, person. Oh, more than high school. I mean, it goes back to elementary school. Oh, you then know? fuck like, that guy. You're not a bully. You're not a bully. So, no. so yeah. So, I mean, but that's what the show's about. It's about this kind of, and it's all very humorous and it's very, you know, uh, because, you know, I weave the narrative of Days of Our Lives and Madonna nice. through the whole thing. You don't say. Like, As one would. Know, so it's those <laughs> Like Sam's through the hourglass. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. And Stefano Demera, the ultimate <laughs> villain. Where so. is the show? Uh, it's at the it's at the Rarig Center, the experimental theater over at the U of M campus. Same building that's got Radio K in it, man. I used to yep. show up at that building every morning at five a.m. Fuck what? the bit. Well, back in 1993, I was the first morning show on Radio K when it started. Okay. Yeah, no, I've I've spent more than a couple hours in Rarig. Some of them. Welcome to August first, everybody. Tell me about this next <laughs> song. Uh, Fallout Boy recently covered this song and updated all of the cultural references. Yeah, and it's quite good actually. They did a good job on it, but this is Ground it Zero is. right here. I, my only beef with the with the new version is that it's just it's not in chronological groupings. Oh, it's just it's well, random. It, well, so but it did set like a a twenty five year parameter for itself. It did, but it bounces but they just, all they, over. They bounces all. Ah, it's I random. See, they went I with see. what rhymed with yeah. what versus. You know, like decades, like, you know, 
2000s. Fucking fall boy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like if you're going to, it's like falling right before the finish line in my mind. Like, <laughs> like there's people right who run a marathon yeah. and then fall down 200 yards short and shit like, their pants. You were so close, <laughs> follow yeah, boy. Yeah. You were so, but you know, here's the thing. I was in a little tiny dive bar town um, and I was talking to this woman and this is back with, you know, the riots had happened here. Uh, you know, Trump, mega, all that, you know, all the whole world's topsy turvy. Right. And she was really upset. And she's just like, I just feel like so lost in, in, in such a state of chaos. And I told her that uh, I often felt that way too. But the one thing that I would do is I would always, when I really start to spiral is I'd play this song, Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire because it illustrated to me that we've gone through worse and we always kind of come through the other side somehow. So in a weird way, like during the pandemic and the riots and all this sort of thing, it kind of became this strange beacon of hope in a weird sort of way for me.
It's true. Everything's always been burning, and it's still burning now. <laughs> burning, burning. Especially oh, Canada. I was going to say, especially Canada on fire. Jason, we are going to uh, do one more comprehensive overview of your event that you have coming up here very, very shortly. In fact, kicking off this weekend as part of the Fringe. Um, but also, what I'd like to know, because we don't have a ton of time left, what else would you like to do with 2023 i'm not talking like i don't expect you to cure childhood cancer or anything like that Mm -hmm. but do you have things you're looking forward to beyond this show or do you sort of take it in bite-sized increments and we'll see what happens next no i you know i uh, i'm looking forward i here's the thing like i love doing these types of shows because it's different than stand-up i get to work different muscles tell different stories you Mm -hmm. know things that don't work in the realm of stand-up uh but i i love stand-up yeah i just the thing is is like you know, I went through a period after working with Louis um, and then him passing away where I just I didn't feel funny and it was really difficult because Louis was so ingrained in it. And I've kind of found my way back to it now. You know, enough time has passed where I feel funny again and I also feel like I'm funnier than ever before. Wow. Well, that's so a good feeling. It, it that's is a good fantastic. Feeling. It is a good feeling. So, yeah. So I'm gearing up. I'm going to record another comedy album. Uh, we're going to film it as a special. I'm you know, trying to get an agent again and all that sort of jazz. And so making it happen. So is it, let me ask you this then. I mean, I know that there is muscle memory, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to stand up, but I also know it's never the same show twice. That's just, that's the yeah. nature of what you do. Is it still exciting? Does it still thrill you the way it used to thrill you? Yes. Or are you so good at it that you're like, fuck, I could do this shit in my sleep. Well, I mean, the thing is that you, you get so proficient at it that you can do it in your sleep. Yeah. But, you love it so much that the thrill of it's still there. Yeah. You know, it went through a period where it felt like a job where you're just like, oh, I can't wait for the show to be over. Mm. I just, you don't like you get it. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now it's like, yeah, let me up there. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you're up there, you know, you'll do a spot in a showcase with your friends. We have 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, I wish I had 30, you know, and really? So, yeah. So well, it's when the good. crowd's into it and you're getting that feedback, there's nothing better in the yeah. world than that. So it's really good. It's really good. What, um, if, is there a ground zero for who and what and how and why you are like people are like another comedy album. I didn't know Jason had a comedy album. I wonder where I might find that. Or he sounds like a rather clever young man. Maybe y'all will go see him live. Where would P is there a ground zero? Is there a Jason com or a place where people can stay on top of what you're doing? I'm working on the website. All right. But you can just find me pretty much on the social medias okay. you know, now. But, uh, yeah, there's a Jason Schomer that's a real estate agent. Fuck yeah, that guy. Oh, and, oh, <laughs> you know what those fuckers are like. Well, yeah, the very exactly. first tweet that I had was like a smart ass remark about him. Uh huh. And so when you Google Jason Schumer, that tweet kept like popping oh. up over and over because him and I, we, whenever there's a new social media forum, we yeah. fight to get like Jason Schumer. You know oh. what I mean? So like my Twitter is like Schumer Jason because he got the Jason Schumer. Yeah. He's right there. He's waiting. Oh, always, he's waiting. Always. And now that it's X, do you get to keep your old tags or do I, you have to change your tags? No, if I've got it, that transferred over. Okay. But like threads, like the minute that hit, I was yeah. just like, Jason Schumer, done. I was just like, ha ha, got it. <laughs> and oh. So he's got JasonShomer.com, which is, um, it's beautiful but boring listings for real estate in long island <laughs> new york uh, no, no and so he, i'm mad that so motherfucker's I, never put out a comedy record has no. he yeah and so i've been you know all this time like trying to figure out like well do i do jason Schomer on stage right jason Schomer live you know and so uh i've got it figured out and so we're in the process right now of building the website like shomstar.com no it's a little more like oh, i'll just do it it's jason Schomer official.com you know someone's gonna steal that why did you say that out loud no, I've already like he's already oh, secured the domain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't. Oh my God. No, bleep it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's what it's going to be. Just because I, I like the official part because that's just going to chap him. Yeah. A little bit. That's he's like. Make what do you fucking little... mean official? I mean, and he's probably a really nice guy. Like we could. You know what I mean? But I'm a bully to him. Apparently. Um, wow. You do punch down a lot, don't you? This yeah. poor real estate. Why do you hate people? Just trying to make his way out on the East <laughs> well, Coast. Wait till my next show where I do oh. all the Jason Shomers from the world over. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Here's the Jason Shomer from. Ireland. This Here's show Jason Schomer from China. This show's called Fuck You, Jason ah, for Schomer. For sake. No, the, the real Jason Schomer. <laughs> official. <clears throat> J- official. 1992, Mistakes Were Made is the name of the show. Created and performed by today's guest, Jason Schomer. 
five performances kicking off on Friday, August 4th. Today is Tuesday, August 1st. That's coming up in just a few short days. Then Saturday, then Sunday, then Wednesday. Do people go to minnesotafringe.org if they want to find out all the exact times and everything? Yes. And it's a little, their website's a little wonky. So you have to like click on like, a, there's like a tab. You have to find like the festival for 2023. Okay. You know, so because some people have been like, I'm on the website. I don't know where to go. Just look for the festival 2023 and that will pull you up on all like the show listings. And, and if everything. they pull you up on social, it's at Shomer Jason, most of the socials. Most of it is. Except for threads, which. Well, some are Jason Shomer, some are at. It's a mess. Whether you're looking. Just look for the to... picture of a really handsome, bigger guy. Yeah. And that's me. The so dr- you're you're Shomer Lovin, right? Isn't that what I Shomer Lovin? Shomer yeah. Lovin mm-hmm. had me a black. <laughs> he just yeah. looks See? at me like. Oh man, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. Masalino. Nice. Sean and I are going to spend some real time coming up with some aliases for you. I, I really, like, <laughs> I like the way this is heading. Uh, it's always good to get out and support the arts. It's always good to get out and support funny people. Support the fringe. It's such a great thing. Exactly. Yeah, I love it's, it. it's amazing, and I don't buy for a second that there's a fucking lottery about who gets in and who doesn't. That lie needs to be put to bed. Do you know what, though? I was on the wait list until... Until they were like, oh, well, no, shit, this is Jason Schomer, he's in. Well, like, no, no, but it was like the beginning of June. Like, like, so I had to scramble to get a lot of stuff caught up. I had, I have, have a friend who I respect her a great deal, and she has one of the most celebrated shows in the Fringe every year, and they got in like seven years in a row, and nobody wins the lottery seven times in a row, man. Uh, I... I it does help if you sell a shitload of tickets well, the year before, but that, I think. but that's yeah. the whole bit. So, like, when they try to put forward the idea that, hey, man, totally random, totally ra- Well, no, you need to make money, man. I mean, and you want good shows in your program. Yes. So I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, let's drop the charade, okay? This, I'm now, fine with that. Now I'm bullying the fringe. What do you think about that, fringe? Well, yeah, I think fringes. I should be in every year. I've got something to say. Uh, exactly. Well, and that's we why we had that you happen. on today. Um, and we'll have you back again. I... I'm going to offer you a very sincere, unqualified apology, Jason Schomer. I, I honestly cannot believe you've not been on here before, and that was an oversight on my part, also part of my burgeoning hatred and me trying to get over the way you treated me in high school. Um, but it's nice to finally have you on uh, the show here in the Smart Start MN studio. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we want to thank Smart Start MN. We need to thank our friends at Moxie Wealth Management. I want to thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and also our friends at AudioQuip. We talked to Nate and his friends, musical friends, not too long ago without the work they do and what they provided this what's that there's something about musical friends it just yeah. sounds like he's in a little quartet or exactly, something you know his musical friends like you know like he's in <laughs> exactly he's in yellow submarine or he's one of the exactly. bugaloos or something nice. you know exactly um but without the generous donation and lending of equipment that we have in the studio right now the show would not sound anywhere near as good as it does so thanks to everybody audio quip has great audio resources if you need any thing going to be out there on the corner busking maybe you're the new street corner comedian and you're the one that's going to force Shomer into retirement if you need a mobile PA to get out there and do it on the corner talk to our friends at audio quip uh we do have to go Jason it's good to see your face man thanks again for coming in thank you good to see you all right and now we're going to go and we're going to go with I love the music you picked today because I like all the songs and this band in particular I got to know I mean we're not like buds you know Mm -hmm. but by the last time I interviewed them they knew my name I knew their names and um i don't know i've probably interviewed them six seven eight times in my life and they're incredible i've literally never seen any duo where both people sing equally and i've never seen any duo with more intuitive harmonies in my entire life Mm -hmm. and as you know and you can attest because you were there for a great deal of it we've seen a lot of live music right there's there's nobody like this band why did you pick them uh you know the song the lyrics to me are just pure poetry uh, they're so deep and so profound, but yet deceptively simple. And, uh, you know, this song was a North star when I was in college and trying to figure out my life and, uh, what to do and what not to do. Break a leg with your show, man. Thank you.
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.